Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome to Bearded and Bored. This week, I am joined by my co-host, Chris. Oh, hey. How's it going there, bud? Oh, fucking good, man. Fucking good. I don't still don't know how to open the show, but that's the closest thing I've found to a consistent start. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's Canadian, though, so I dig it. Oh, shit. This week we're going to talk about some outsider uh, musicians, and uh, before we get into that, uh, I, I know it's weird to start by talking about a, one that we should do later on, but it just reminded me of a documentary I saw. Have you ever heard of Henry Darger? I can't say I have. Okay, so he was this uh, like 70-year-old guy, he was a janitor, didn't talk to anybody at work, didn't... Uh, have any friends he he talked to one person he was by all accounts like a pleasant guy but he just went through his life no one knew him no one ever went into his apartment and then he passed away his landlord went in to clean up and they found i think it's something like a hundred thousand pages oh um but like it's a script and he just he drew like this huge masterwork of art and it's the strangest weirdest fucking thing of like this just this guy that nobody knew had any kind of talent or anything was just drawing it's fucking weird i think you'll really dig it oh dude yeah that sounds awesome yeah it, it's all like weird like little girls with penises too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how to describe him but like he went through just like a terrible go but like he it's astounding when you see the pictures but i just want to toss that out there for another day fuck yeah that sounds interesting as shit well and like i guess that brings us today's topic we're talking about outsider artists and the two that we were going to talk about are the shags and daniel johnston i have become enraptured with both of these artists because it's it's some fucking weird shit, and you can't even call it bad. No, like, uh, the Shags, for me, is definitely just, like, just really interesting. And, like, I've done enough acid, so, like, it's definitely, like, I, I can listen to it. Whereas, like, Daniel Johnston, like, I can, like, totally, like, see the art in that. And, again, just, like, batshit crazy. But two total different spectrums. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to start with the shags, but I, I, I do have to say the one thing that struck me about Daniel Johnston, he he seems so protected by, if not the industry, by fellow artists. Like, they just recognize something wonderful in this guy, and they treat him with such respect, I guess the word is, or, like, kindness. Yeah, it's really awesome to see. There's a lot of them... Uh... Like, we can touch base on another episode. I sent you, like, a couple more. Mm -hmm. And they're all, like, really big in the punk community and, like, even kind of recognized as punk music, even though it doesn't sound it, but just, like, everything it represents. And you're right, like, nobody, like, shits on it, even though it's, like, your just general listener would, like, pass by and be like, that that's fucking garbage. What the shit is that? But then all these, like musicians that like have huge credibility are like no there's like there's definite like musical talent and genius in that yeah I, like i fucking i hate bullies so like the idea that like someone were to say something shitty to daniel johnston in the rowing crowd would get the shit kicked out of him for trying to like fucking hurt this like different guy's feelings i fucking i just i dig it so much like this just weird special guy it's actually neat um, just becoming such a part of the punk community and then becoming um, friends and part of so many bands over the years mm -hmm. that you, you just get to notice like what a family it is. It's so weird because it seems like music fans are fucking like not all of them, but like seem to be like so pretentious or like douchey or like clicky depending on like what genre you listen to. Yeah. But musicians like local music scenes are not to say that there isn't drama in them because there definitely is but for the most part they're so goddamn supportive even though if you don't like don't like their music like it's just so cool to see that like if you've got the balls to get up on stage and play it like everybody's going to be more than supportive and like buy your t-shirts and buy your albums and like tell other guys oh hey man like you should get this guy open up for you because they're good 
Like I said, there's definitely drama and there is backstage you know, backstabbing and shit going on. But for the most part, what I've experienced anyways is that the music community is just like super supportive of each other. That's that's so cool. Like I, I was sitting there, I was watching some of the videos today and like I got this one note written down is like as fucking dorky as it is on my day off, I'm sitting here trying to put a podcast together and, you know, like I, I know I'm not good at this or I'm not good at this yet or maybe I'll never be. But like to look at this guy who had the fucking balls to do what he did for so many years is just like, how can I ever fucking not even just not try? Like, holy fuck. Oh, it's definitely inspiring. Yeah. But, um, okay, so I think we should start with the Shags. I'm going to play a song called My Pal Foot Foot. I knew, I knew that. It's just crazy. I was totally, I was one, the one I was going to suggest. Uh Like, how did this come to be? All right, well, I'm just, like, paraphrasing here, but as far as what I've learned over the years, so there's this dude out there who, at some point in time, had went and seen, like, a soothsayer, a fortune teller, what have you, and he said that he was going to have some daughters, and they were going to be in this band, and they were going to become, like, huge superstars so like fast track down the road he has daughters and then he gets it in this idea that yeah he's just just, like go full in so like he sells like everything but the house basically to go out and buy some instruments and then like just sticks the daughters in like a garage and is like hey work on this album and so they like yeah he even pulled them out of fucking school eh yeah like just like insane Went and did a couple shows, and there's actually video of one of the gigs they did anyways. I don't believe there's actually sound for it, but there is a like a really grainy kind of not quite black and white, little bit of color, mostly brownish video, like one of the gigs mm-hmm. in like a, a school gym that they're doing. Yeah, and people would come to like throw trash at them and stuff. Just, yeah, it's just like awful, but they 
made an album and recorded one and released it. Yeah, the uh, dad, I guess he had paid for 900 albums to be made, and only like 199 of them ever survived. So like... This I can't even imagine what one of those goes for now. Oh, I can't. Me either, man. Like, and, and like, why this stuck is beyond me. But like, the fucking is that just serendipity, or was the fucking psychic right? <laughs> she predicted. Yeah, that's, that's that's a total noodle scratcher. Yeah, like I I don't know if it's cause and effect. Like she just said something. He did something so insane and out of the norm that it, it created this possibility. Or, like, she saw something because, like, Frank Zappa, he listed this band as one of his, like, inspirations and favorite bands. Like, it was in, I guess, in the Yeah, record. that one, too. I, that one, too, uh, you want to know, because that could just be Frank Zappa taking the piss out of you, though, because, like, that was just, like, Frank Zappa. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. he thought it was pretty cool and all that, but. You just want to fuck with people a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like so this gains notoriety oh, because but, of like the the record trading at the time like just the right person found it and started to share it. I think anyway. Yeah, I actually have no idea like how that would have uh, surfaced on the internet. I guess it's just one of those things that yeah. it would have been just uh probably circulated on like college campuses and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, like uh, the video that uh, I just played has 2,366,000 views on YouTube. Yeah, and that's probably the majority of it's probably within like the last five years. Probably, yeah. Those poor girls, man, they must have fucking hated that psychic with a passion. (laughs) Their whole lives disrupted. I guess they like followed what their dad had to say and they played until the day that he died and then never played again. I guess, though, that uh, in actually, like, recent years, because of uh, how there's been such a, like, resurgence on the internet, they've actually, like, performed at some, like, folk festivals and stuff like that. And they've actually got, like, uh, because they're all old as shit now, so the girls mm-hmm. basically just sing. Well, the couple of them, I know, like, I think one of them's dead, but I could be wrong on that. But anyways, the girls that are there do saying they have a backing band that plays with them and because it's so fucking odd and doesn't follow any like uh normal time structures yeah that it's actually like super hard to play oh well that's that's interesting because like they had no musical training they were just given like cheap guitars and told like learn how to play it play it they had no other like training or anything so you don't get indoctrinated into any other any like con- conventional norms like i was reading on wikipedia that's listed as proto punk yeah there's like i was going to say there's a lot of it that they like all of the outsider music kind of like falls into that because like punk is just totally one of those things that, like really isn't isn't a sound it's associated with the like louder faster and like the mm the dress and all that but like blondie's punk as fuck and like the b-52s and shit like that so like it it's it's so fucking hard to say like what is never thought of the b-52s as punk but that's fucking cool they get (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no totally there are like a lot of those bands like the new wave and all that you wouldn't associate it as punk because it sounds so different but like they were playing all those clubs and playing with the same bands and like hung out with those other guys. And like, they were punks. They just, they weren't your stereotypical, like leather and studs and loud and aggressive music. Which is what's more punk than that. If you don't feel like you have to abide by any kind of like dress. That's exact. That's exactly it. That's the whole thing. It's like when you try to like, you know, pigeonhole yourself in this thing where you got to be like super loud and only wear black and studs and all that well like that's not really punk because at that time you're, you're just like falling in line just to another uh to another beat you know well that's what i remember about like high school is like because i missed the grunge fit grunge phase that was a few years above us but like all right like i listened to a lot of pop punk that was my thing i liked it but i never felt the need to dress up as like a fucking skater and like for whatever reason like you were almost like looked at as fake or whatever because like you didn't fucking have the baggy jeans or sideways hat and i'm like fucking seriously like this is bubblegum rock and you're fucking telling me that i'm not cool enough to like listen to this shit 
sure as shit, the next year all those kids came back to school dressed up in, like, fucking wigger clothes. Oh, yeah, totally, just flavor of the month. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so here's some of the comments on the YouTube page. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on this. This is what eating cereal with water sounds like. <laughs> that is by Anal Thrasher 221. Uh, Arthur Gardwood Delhook says this is actually extremely difficult song to learn to uh, to learn yeah Uh, totally believe it Kev Rack this song feels like calling your teacher mom by accident (laughs) oh man that was rough I only did that once that I can remember but (laughs) it's in grade 5 Ice Video says, it's kind of obvious why Foot Foot is gone. <laughs> there is one great one in here. Um, fuck, where is it? It's something along the lines of, like, if I had uh, to cross the desert with charcoal briquettes, Tabasco sauce, and this song, I would leave <laughs> this song behind. Shit. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I'm fascinated by these fucking women. Like, I don't know if that's like a form of abuse that they went through that this guy was like. Because you can imagine if like a fucking psychic told him that shit. He married a woman specifically for that. He saw this as some kind of serendipity. Like, what other shit did they have to go through in their day to day lives? Like, just fucking praying for the day that that cocksucker died and they didn't have to do this shit anymore. Oh, there's definitely a lot of untold shit there. Oh my god. Um, uh, I, I think we should move on to Daniel Johnston because I don't know how much more we can say about these girls. It's, it's fucking intriguing though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to play a song, uh, and then I think we should play one that you think of, but, uh, this is one that I really like. It's called Hard Time. Okay. Make serious, make serious directions, you know. That's what, that's what I mean about joke. When you do a joke idea, you know, make serious direction. Like when you have an idea, say the serious one. Okay, we're rolling. Here we go. We're flying. Tape's rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, he headed out west. His life is a mess. But he's trying his best, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, live with the Rhythm Raps, it's Daniel Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty unique as well um he got famous by handing out cassettes to a bunch of people of his music right well i I mean yeah that's where you got to give like props to a lot of musicians at like the i guess like the very bottom rung trying to get started out because you know like even like the local metal bands or like rappers or you want to like stand in front of the liquor store trying to sell their CDs or selling shit out of the back of a van. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get recognized. But holy hell, yeah. Like, he's a whole a whole other story. Um, honestly, it's probably fresher on your mind as far as, like, wanting to put through facts. But, like, just, like, how... I... I got introduced to him, I guess, would be like the second phase of my life where I was really just uh, doing a lot of drugs and uh, experimenting new music. But instead, the first time it was like uh, doing a lot of psychedelics and just like really happy. This, I guess, would be living in Calgary and just like doing a lot of cocaine and harder drugs. So having like a lot of depression and then stumbling onto this and then him just being so like fucking honest and like nothing to it other than just like having a drive and want to do something that it just like totally and like captivated me and hit me in another way and it sounds like totally like one of those like no it's like music definitely didn't save my life but it definitely was a step to like getting me happier and in a different in a different path yeah i could see that just his authenticity alone like shit's bad but he just keeps carrying on like it's fucking it's amazing like so he was making these um cassettes and he was just taking old cassettes and then he would draw these like weird cartoons on them and like he was working at mcdonald's so he'd throw them in the bag and give them away at this like and it was like all recorded on like just uh i I guess fucking totally dating myself now but if there's any listeners who are like old enough back in school you'd have these like big clunky cassette players that you'd put in the top and you could record on but like that's what he was recording on yeah the one thing that i was seeing was that uh, he didn't have a way to duplicate them so he would like go out hand out his album go home get a fresh tape and start re-singing all of the songs so like there's a lot of these like albums that he put out that there's no they they're, they're yeah hundred percent unique yeah could you fucking imagine could, and like oh, just fucking all the people too that like would have got these too they're like what the fuck is this in there and you know and like throwing it out too and then like think about the odd one that just would have been like stumbling through YouTube and like maybe one of the channels that they watch or a podcast that they listen to happen to come but like fuck me yeah. I totally got one of those. Um, I'm looking at the YouTube comments. Magic Mark, one year ago. This guy gave me a cassette when I lived in Austin, Texas, back in 85 or 86. I was near the Inner Sanctum Book and Record Shop. Uh, right underneath it, he handed, uh, by Theon Speakable, he handed me a tape on the drag back in the 80s. I did not know who he was, but I listened to the tape until it wouldn't play anymore. I took a photo of his mural, and it has moved with me from living room to living room over the years. Blessings to you, Daniel. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, so fucking, like, just insane that he would, like, randomly strike these people because, like, how many people just tossed it out without thinking about it? Oh, dude, and, like, I don't know the fucking... I just fucking can't remember the particulars of, like, how it came about. But he was, like, sending his stuff in and, like, writing to, like, MTV so much. And this, like, being back in the days before social media and the internet, and you couldn't fucking fact-check everybody, and if you fucking sounded good, you could fucking make the shit happen. Yeah. And the motherfucker did, and he played this huge... There is video of it. He played this, like... Not huge, but, I mean, big for who he was. Like, spring break gig. 
And the place is just like fucking packed. And as soon as he starts playing, like all these college boys are like just going crazy because it's like, you know, they're fucking drunk and they don't fucking care what music it is. And like just how fucking awesome it is that he like pulled that off. And, then you know, you, you start to hear him play and you're like, yeah, like how the fuck did that get on MTV? Like it's just mind blowing that he he somehow figured that out. But then yet still was like able to fall into obscurity. And there were people like Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm who uh like took influence in him but even then it's still not really till like uh now that it's becoming more known on a broader spectrum you'd like really have to be into like your music history and stuff to like or just like indie music and all that to know who he was yeah well and like he i guess they put out a best of album one is him singing all the songs the other one they got fucking beck death cab for cutie lana del rey they're all covering his fucking music like the guy is beloved in those circles, but you're right. He was just like alone in his apartment smoking cigarettes. Uh, yeah. And just like, and, and fucking what follows through a lot of the, like really musicians, I guess, like gone off the wall is the schizophrenia. Cause like, yeah, it's just a, and like just honestly had baiting a full blown fucking schizophrenic. They're like, their mind just works on like a completely different way. And they usually are like so artistic because my girlfriend was insanely fucking artistic, not yeah. musically, but like just fucking poetry and fucking your actual like physical medias and shit like that. So it's weird, but like so just batshit crazy and so disconnected and like kind of like childlike too, you know? Yeah. They're seeing the world in a completely different beautiful way but like also having that darkness to them it's 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 hard to look away when they're they're doing something they're passionate about but like i guess along with his mental illness there was a story about him leaving a a concert and his dad was flying him home in like a little plane and he just became convinced that he was casper the friendly ghost so he reached over, pulled the keys out of the ignition, and threw it out of the window while they were like a couple thousand feet up, and the fucking plane crashed. That's just fucking insane. <laughs> Why Casper the Friendly Ghost? That seems like such a weird pull, but like I guess for his innocent mind, like this this kid ghost or something just struck him. Yeah, and that's it too. It's like just weird. Get the sensation. Sorry, I'm just uh, trying no, to learn right. something up. It's like weird to wrap your your brain around it because like a brain that functions normally can't like wrap your head around something that just like so off the wall or like batshit crazy can seem normal in somebody else's mind. You're saying you were dating a schizophrenic. Did you know going into the relationship that she was like off or was that just like... Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, holy shit. I mean, honestly, there, there should have been like a couple red flags but no i didn't know going in but like looking back now i'm like oh yeah yeah so like the first time i actually like just like coming across i was like fucking i was at a music festival yeah and uh just like the middle of the day there's like some just like i don't know who it is fucking playing not really into it so i'm walking around and just like normal somebody's sitting on the grass and they're like hey you want to come over here and girls are like yeah sure why not <laughs> and uh like just sitting there talking and just like oh hey like uh i do i do some art you want to see some of my uh some of my art and i was like yeah sure and she's showing me these pages and they're literally just like fucking scribbles like not even something like a, a three-year-old would do just like scribble and i was like you know i realize that everybody here is on like seven kind of drugs and it could just be me honestly so <laughs> i'm just gonna be like i'm just gonna be like oh yeah yeah those those those, those are fucking nice and so, like, three days r- randomly later, I get, like, a text and fucking... So it just goes from there. And, like, honestly, that could be a fucking episode because, holy shit, what a fucking roller coaster. But no, going into it, I did not know. But <laughs> <laughs> The discovery was made later. I oh. really want to hear this fucking story. If you are oh prepared my God, to dude. <laughs> Holy fuck. That was, it was, like, a pretty insane, like, six to eight months. I don't know. It felt like two years. Was it one of those situations where you didn't want to leave because you kind of felt like she needed help, or was it like I can't leave? No, yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was. It, it was. It was a whole lot. I'm not proud of everything. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, another day we may tell that story because I'm highly interested in 
in that. Mostly because I've dated a bunch of crazy women. Not like medication needed. But oh, like, but this is like fucking certifiable, bud. Yeah. I dated one girl. Um, she she looked so Italian, but she kept saying that she was German. And like she had strong opinions on Hitler, but not the ones <laughs> that you should have. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, that was that was a crazy one. And then and then there's been a, a slew of others, but then I kind of think if they're all consistently crazy, then it's probably me just making them insane. Um well, since we're talking about his uh his battles with uh well, I, uh I don't know, uh mental illness. Um there's a movie called The Devil and Daniel Johnston, which is a documentary about him. And this is, yeah, that, sorry. I'm pretty sure that's the one I watched. Okay, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, I like I seen it like probably like seven eight years ago. Like I was living in Calgary at the time. Man, this could become like he he is so fucking cool by all accounts. Like I saw the interview with Nardwar where he goes to Vancouver. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you knew who he was because Nardwar like, has like interviewed like all these fucking musicians other than the Shags, but like. I remember him from like much music days, but then like I thought he may have faded into obscurity, but it seems like he just got back to being fucking Nardwar. But yeah, he's totally just that Canadian fucking cult hero. Yeah. How old would that guy be now? He's got to be into his 40s. Oh, oh, fuck. I would say he's probably in his 50s. I mean, because like I don't think he was. Because I mean, like to honestly, like to do something like that back in that day, you'd probably be in your mid 20s by the time mm-hmm. you started it. And so like. I know he was doing shit in, like, the early 90s. So, like, I mean, fuck, now that's 30 years ago. Like, I know you, you're into the punk scene and stuff, and you, you told me about uh, the B-52s. Like, is Tom Green and Nardwar considered, like, is that punk? Cause they're oh, Nardwar is punk as fuck. And hell yeah, Tom Green is. Okay. I, I'm just getting introduced to Tom Green now. Like, I, Oh, my I, God. I, I fucking love Tom Green. Uh, once a week, I sit down with Danny. We throw on a couple episodes and watch uh, like of Tom Green. And holy shit, is he just like back in the '90s when he's doing the Canadian stuff? And he was like filling. He's in a dress with a big blonde wig on, in a garbage bag, rolling around on the streets, throwing garbage inside of the garbage bag. <laughs> I don't. Oh man, no! Uh, I I totally remember like watching his show while it was on TV. I didn't get to see a shit ton of it because we didn't have like satellite Mm -hmm. until I was in like grade nine or whatnot. But I got to watch like a year or two of it. And yeah, dude, I remember him like one episode fucking having a dead fucking raccoon and like shoving fucking, I want to say it's a fucking cell phone in his stomach. I don't know, shoving (laughs) something in his fucking stomach and getting somebody out of the fucking audience to come in like fucking rip this out. And I just remember being like a 14 year old seeing like, what the shit is all this about? Oh my god, he was he he is still amazing, but holy shit, what a fucking mind! Like, oh, I know he's so brilliant. When I uh, I got to see him do stand up, fuck, it'd be like close to ten years ago now, and because I just loved all his shit, and but he blew me away because his stand up was so fucking smart and witty and political that I was just like, holy fuck, like I did not see this coming. I'm going to have to check that out now, too. I have so much respect for him. I want to see his rap, too, because apparently he's fucking great at that, too. Oh, my God. He has got old school fucking flow like you don't believe. You should check out. I think it's a he's got I think it's exhibit is on his show and fucking he just starts fucking freestyle and it's fucking awesome. Fucking one day you and me will do an episode on Tom Green, too. Fucking pure Canadian boy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm going to play this clip of the Mountain Dew song and it has struck with me. It's about a minute and 48, so it's a little long, but it's it's so worth it. He was quite busy during this time writing me audio letters with all sorts of instructions. Perth to Jeff Tartikoff, 10-4, come three. This is a message from Daniel Dale Johnston. Here with a few ideas I'd like to do. First of all, I wish that the Beatles would reunite and back me up as a band. He continued to want me to get in touch with people like Yoko Ono, but he also had some additional ideas. He wanted to be a spokesperson for Mountain Dew. This is Daniel Johnston speaking from a mental hospital. They tell me I'm crazy here because I love the Mountain Dew so much. I can't get enough of the Mountain Dew. 
I was sinking deep in sin, far from mountain dew. I had problems out within, nothing that I could do. But the mountain dew came to me, and I drank it all up. Now I'm happy as can be, oh mountain dew. We drink mountain dew, we drink mountain dew. We have nothing better to do but drink mountain dew. We drink Mountain Dew, we drink Mountain Dew, no thing better to do than to drink Mountain Dew. Yahoo! Mountain Dew is the new sensation, the best, the greatest, the most fantastic, the most sensational soda pop in the cosmic universe, Mountain Come the demons, 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 drink the Mountain Dew. I sent that off to the Pepsi Corporation, but unfortunately never got a response. (laughs) (laughs) How great would it be if they decide to do a Daniel Johnston fucking commercial? Jesus, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome, though, because you can just kind of like get a glimpse in a fucking, you know, like how crazy it was. Yeah, and uh, there, a lifelong love, like I guess his muse, is this Lori woman who is absolutely gorgeous in the like in the 70s way from like the videotapes that he has of her. Yeah, I guess fucking he was totally obsessed. I guess once uh, when he had his own apartment down there and whatnot, his mom came to like visit and he was like, oh, hey, this is my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she was just like, oh. Awkward. <laughs> oh, that poor guy, man. But like, I guess he he was always nice to her. He didn't like stalk her or steal her panties or anything. Like, he didn't do weird shit. He just he was yeah, no, he was t- totally one of those just weird child owner guys. Didn't have the you know courage or whatnot. Yeah, which is weird with all the courage he showed in every other element of his right. life. Right, it's so. Yeah, that's this. That's the one thing I guess I was gonna compare. Where I I found it so weird until uh, dating that one is that the like there's just that they don't have that like um, almost like a loss of ego or whatnot. They're like never fucking embarrassed or whatnot. Like it just like doesn't compute that what they're doing isn't good. Like everything that they do, they like think that it's like fucking like just like bang on like as good as fucking the rolling stones or something like that like an all broad spectrum it's like it, it's yeah. hard to explain but that that's what i gathered from it so like getting that little bit of it and it's like because you hear it and you're like how could somebody fucking have the balls to go up and play that in front of somebody but like in their head like they're fucking playing you like the best fucking song you've ever heard in your life yeah it like and, and it doesn't come at the the fault of anyone else like there's just like oh fuck of course i'm doing this and like they're not they're not elevating themselves they're not putting anyone else down they're just fucking doing the thing which is i don't know i i, I don't know if my brain can fully comprehend it yet just no and it's it's so weird too and you get kind of stuck in that because i like i like some of it and like Daniel Johnson's work, especially, there's a lot of it that I can really get down to, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of it that's just like, uh, like, yeah, like I, I, I get it, but like at some point you're just like being pretentious, trying to be like, this is like fucking amazing art. Like it is what it is. Some of it's very good, but there's also other stuff that's just a fucking crazy guy fucking rambling into a, cra- a cassette player, you know? Well, I, is it like one of those things where you get like a thousand monkeys typing for a thousand years? Eventually, one of them's gonna write Shakespeare. Like he just put out so much stuff that, like, some of it, of course, is very good and it comes from that artistic space. But like, you gotta go through a lot of just the fucking insanity to get there. Oh, for sure. That's I think it's totally what a lot of it is. And like, even hope doing just another episode on like him someday because so much into his shit but like the gg allen even like some of that because like fucking he's recorded so goddamn much and fucking he's like super famous out of it but goddamn frank zappa now there's a fucking there's a fucking musician holy shit 
And he was just like interconnected with so many musicians' careers and shit too. I'm so like I have known nothing about music, so I, I'm just writing these names down as we go. I think it'd be really yep. fucking cool over the course of like us doing episodes if you just keep introducing me to this amazing music and interesting people. Like, oh fuck yeah, dude! I got a fucking ton of these, and like one of. His music is like, uh, the name of the album is Trout Mask Replica, and just the story of that making album is fucking nuts. And it's so cool now that there's internet, because when I first started finding out about this shit, mm-hmm. I like lived in like, it was like a caveman for like, I don't know, a good five years I lived with my buddy. It was in northern Alberta, didn't have telephone, didn't have internet, didn't have cable, didn't care for it, didn't need it. We had like dvd players and we just went to concerts and like smoked a lot of pot and worked so like we just had no need for it so i was like completely fucking cut off from music when i was like just like discovering what i like and again dating myself i got like all my shit through magazines and i just like (laughs) bought like i bought revolver and metal edge and like rolling stone like every month and so i was just finding out all these fucking cool articles and then fucking be like i don't know seven years ago five years ago now that when i finally got internet and like discovered youtube and all this other sh- and wikipedia was just bombarded and just went fucking nuts and just like dived headfirst into it so like i i know tons tons and tons of these fucking weird ass musicians i'm so excited well and like I, i'm interested to see what your algorithm would look like because like for the youtube like the more that you watch certain stuff the more interesting shit pops up same with spotify like you've You've got to be into a whole different fucking section of shit that I would just never come across. And that's where it changes every while, too, because, like, I constantly move around. I almost never have my own computer, and I, like, kill my phone, like, every year. So it's constantly mm-hmm. fucking changing, too. And I forget a lot of shit, too. It actually bumps me out. I fucking... I saw this musician play on Dave Letterman, like, I don't know, like, eight, nine years ago probably closer to 12 now and it blew me a goddamn way and i used to be able to go and watch it on youtube but then i totally forgot and so like four years ago i went onto the website and fucking or there was a website that had lists of all the guests and musicians that he had had on for like the last bunch of years so i went narrowed it down to like a three-year period went through found out the song it was listened to it for like another year or two totally fucking forgot tried to go and do it like a year ago again couldn't find the website to fucking search through it and like it's just totally gone now and it bums me fuck that sucks man i i've i've gotten a, a journal uh, and there's like a style of it, it, it's called bullet journaling so each page you just kind of write down whatever kind of spastic thought that you're having and then you go to the front of the book and you title it so you can just keep going and no matter what you're doing you, you kind of have a table of contents of what you what you're doing the problem is, it's like I'm fucking forgetful in the first place. So I've got like three fucking journals on the go of just <laughs> these like fucking random thoughts. Like I hope the RCMP never come into my fucking house because like it just like all these disconnected thoughts. I fucking I'll get tossed away. <laughs> oh fuck! And that's actually uh, I used to keep a journal for the longest time too. And um, one of these things connected all these artists is like they just do like stream of consciousness. And because like I'm not a good enough writer and I just like don't want to do fiction and I like. I like my journal that I just like, I just like write stream of consciousness. And sometimes I'll just go like fucking, like fucking half a page, two pages. Sometimes I'll write like 20 pages. And I've had a bunch over the years, but I constantly lose them. But I always wonder like, has somebody like ever picked one up and just gone through like my crazy ass head and like gone into my (laughs) journal? Because A, it's like just explaining all the shit I've done. But that shit is like crazy ass heavy. And then just weird songs and weird drawings and all that. Like fucking not comparing myself to these guys, but just wondering like if anybody ever came across them and was like, whoa, buddy's uh, got some uh, stuff going on. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. Like that would be fucking amazing just to like, especially because when you're far enough away from a thought, like putting them back together to see if they still speak to you or if it's completely disconnected nonsense and that's where i it actually really bugs me that i do keep losing them because from time to time when i semi kept track of shit or i'd be storing stuff in my mom's i would come back and pick one up that had been from like six months a year ago 
and I'd be reading to him, be like, holy fuck, I totally forgot about that. Or just like other shit, just be like, whew, my head was like in, in a weird space there. And it's just, it's so weird to like, what your, I guess it goes from person to person, all that, but what your brain decides to remember. It's weird that you can remember some random shit from like 10 years ago, clearly. But like, honestly, like three days ago, like, could I tell you what I did between like three and five o'clock? Like, uh, yeah, I could probably give you the gist, but not, yeah. Well, uh, I wish my brain was kinder to me, too, so I could, like, remember the pleasant thoughts and not just, like, have a fucking random thought pop up from 15 years ago about me fucking embarrassing myself like an asshole. Oh, my God. There's, yeah, there's always, like, fucking... Always stuff that sticks in there. Like, I've got this one goddamn... I don't know why, but I did something embarrassing in like a theater in like Grand Prairie, like probably like 12 years ago now. But still, every once in a while, it'll rear its head, and I still feel embarrassed, even though I'm in another province and 11 years pass by, and I'm sure nobody else remembers that, but I do for some reason. <sighs> That's what I try to remind myself, is that no one else remembers but but me. Do, do you get the shiver? Like, that like full <laughs> cringe? It's weird. I do this fucking like weird thing, and my old lady, like, no, say catch. So she'll like call me out too. I just like it's like a super like almost like cartoon like smile. Both my teeth are together. My lips are wide, and it's back part like a joke. And just <sighs> like do that from time to time, and it's just like an involuntary. I'm just like so embarrassed. Like, <sighs> it's like oh, cringy. <laughs> Oh, my, my shoulders go up to my cheeks, and I just like, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no, why did I say that? I, I don't. <laughs> um, so we're talking about some thoughts, like just the wonderful mind of some people. Um, Kat, she's a host on another show. I might have to cut this, depending on if she's comfortable with me reading it. But uh, she has really, really deep sleep. And occasionally, like rarely, I've, I've gotten two of them that she'll sleep text people so this is one of them and it's like i i think it's fucking cool um it's the viagra the water is salty bring dasani avoid the 416 don't worry you have so much time days plan accordingly the moon is out again but never for long enough to get lost maybe disoriented do not climb the stairs in the woods that's why people are disappearing make good choices Godspeed. Fuck. <laughs> it's fucking funny that you mention that because my old lady has a problem with that. She has like a fucking 16 combination fucking password on her phone so that when she when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she can't fucking unlock it because she sleep texts. But the problem is she texts the most vulgar fucking shit ever to like <laughs> randomly people and it's weird too because she does it auditory too like fucking i'm like you're just sleeping so i can't remember but it has happened the odd time like i woke up and she's just been like you know like we kind of like glance eyes or whatnot and so we're both awake at the same time and she will just say some like shit that like makes my like jaw drop and like holy fuck fuck were you born in like a sailor orgy like jesus <laughs> christ how fucking like just oh. absolutely filth and like she doesn't talk like that so it's, i don't know where the fuck it's coming from but like holy shit if uh she's cool with it like if you got permission i would love to hear one of those texts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she's yeah, cool with happened. it everybody's oh, got absolutely. personal boundaries. I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sure she would that i i would love to hear them uh here's another one Tim, what is your postal code for the Queen's inauguration? You're cordially invited. OC Transpo is late. It does not please Her Majesty. Very windy. Her wig is not tolerating it. I brought a comb. Good thing. Very sassy. And transmission. Jesus. She's got such a fucking beautiful mind, man. Like, her writing, like, if that's what she can text, I would never be able to sit down and write something... And that short of a space would be, be that intriguing, well awake, and she can do that while she's fucking asleep. Like, it just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking... Oh my god, though. Holy shit. Sorry, I, like, fucking 
derail you and finish your fucking thought. It's like, just I'll... fucking, it's weird how some people's minds work. Like, and I, I don't think she sees it fully. Like, that's how good of a fucking writer she is. But it's, it's amazing. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was just thinking about, you know how I was saying, like, I find, like, a lot of people that, like, want to think they're, like, musically superior or whatnot will, like, take some of these uh, musicians and become, like, super pretentious and be about, like, how it's, like, all super good. Yeah. All right. Uh, fucking Tweed's got this bar called the Tweedsmere. Fucking legendary fucking dive bar. Well, anyways, they fucking have, it's, like, this fucking open... Uh, open mic poetry night and while I was living with the fucking crazy one there fucking mm-hmm. I was like I'm gonna get drunk and fucking just take the piss out of these guys right so I fucking slammed back like a fucking sixer and fucking blasted out two just absolute bullshit fucking off the top of my head uh, poems Yeah. and then fucking went down to the bar and fucking she went and read some of hers and some other people read and I'm like listening to these and I was like yeah, like, balls for doing it, but, like, this shit's pretty, like, bad and, like, cringy. And if you put it on YouTube, people would roast your ass hard. And mm. I'm pretty sure I can do just as good. And so I fucking had about my, like, six more beers and put my name down. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go do one and read one. And then, like, everyone came down and was just, like, just kissing my ass. Oh, that was so good, so good, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, I, like, totally just went to do it to just be like yeah fucking anybody can do this shit and it's totally like out of that um trying to think fucking uh, the cop movie a couple of years ago fucking well it'd be like a long time ago now jonah hill fucking oh, he's at like a, yeah he's at like a poetry slam like it wasn't that bad but like almost and yeah they like <laughs> ate it up so i was like you guys are just pretentious as all fuck well, I don't want to sound pretentious, but in grade five, I won the uh, Memorial Day Poetry Contest. So, oh, snap. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And I I, I really pissed off my teacher because after I won, I was just like, yeah, I just wrote down the thing that I thought everybody wanted to hear. I just didn't absolutely try at all. I just made sure that I wrote <laughs> down the shit that I thought people wanted to hear. And she was, like, so fucking aggravated with me. But, like, I think my dad was, like, proud of me for, like, no, no, that's how the system works, son. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta learn to tell people what they want to hear. Yeah, so I'm an award-winning poet is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got, like, a $50 gift certificate. Oh, snap. You're rolling. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, shit, man. Well, I think we're coming up on just about an hour. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you for recording with me. Yeah, for sure, man. I uh, will have to do like an ongoing fucking series just about like music and just like crazy people because, yeah, I find this shit interesting. And uh, I listen to a lot of it too, so. I think we kind of stumbled onto what you and me will be doing for at least the next little while because this is just fucking beyond intriguing and... Like, if you can educate me on this stuff slowly by just showing me these cool, friggin' weird people, I'm completely down. Fuck yeah, and I, uh, know, uh, definitely, like, not on the same level, but I know a lot of weird people, and a lot of them make good music, and would be more than down to do a podcast, especially because of the the pandemic and shit like that, so we could probably even line up some fucking artists and shit like that. Hell yeah. I, I'd be down to talk to anybody. You say they're cool, I'm betting they're cool. Fuck yeah. I like uh I know I sent you uh just a buddy fucking he did that all on his phone. Holy shit. Well let's yeah. uh plug him here. Do you have his like uh his YouTube name and stuff so people could if they were looking to hear hear his music? I mean I he's going by it's uh Johnny Trashed, I believe. Right now, it, it's so hard to fucking find on YouTube because if you, like, um, just, like, search it in, there's, like, a million stuff that's more popular. It comes up before. I have the link I sent to you. I don't know if you can, like, figure out a way to edit that in and plug them better. but Absolutely. Probably. Well, if uh, do you mind reaching out to him, see if it's cool. We play a song at the end of this. It's Johnny Trash. Oh, yeah, Super no, he's, uh, yeah, he's already uh, good for that, more than stoked. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, I can rip it right off YouTube and uh, put it into the to the end of the show here. 
fucking A, and that's just uh, made in our area, like half hour away from us. I can't remember where he's from, but yeah, he's uh, he's from the area. Fuck yeah. That's fucking exciting. That's awesome. Johnny Trashed, Super Pogo, Oi, Oi, whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of a song just kind of taken... Because we're both the uh, same thing. Like, we, we really like punk, but both of us kind of like missing, listening to more like country and just kind of taking the piss out of what the punk scene is. Mm-hmm. So that uh, song is just, it's in uh, like the pogo style, which is like a really fast, uh, just like beat style of punk. And it's, that song's just kind of making fun of it and taking the piss out of it and just... Uh, Kind of well, it feels very Canadian. COVID. I don't know if yeah, like he's just because he's like good. having a couple of like Molsons there, or sorry, I think it was Labatt, but like he's just like yeah. fucking, yeah, it's COVID. I'm having a party with myself. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking decent. Yeah, he's good shit. I will totally uh, get something lined up and I'll have him on the show because fuck, he is a fucking interesting cat. Awesome. Um, you also said something pretty cool about like his fucking setup for there because like he, you said he. Recorded it all on his phone by himself, and like, and then he put together some of the instruments. Oh, it's like so DIY. So yeah, um, he's got a bass out there, but doesn't have an electric guitar. So he's got a shitty acoustic that he got one of those like really cheap go on Amazon. You can get like a twenty-two dollar pickup that you can fucking like screw tape, fucking whatever on the inside, outside, however you want to rig it up on your acoustic guitar, so you can run it through an amp. But instead of running through an amp, it's just ran through an effects pedal. And so that's how you get the funky ass, really like computery sounding song in the back. The drums is fucking awesome. He's actually used to he upgraded and actually got some cymbals for this one. But when he first got out here, just coming back from uh, New Jersey because fucking how the States was and how mm-hmm. Trump was handling it at the time, he just was like getting the fuck out of there. But uh, he's like traveling around and he sees like a bit of a broken fucking drum set poking out of garbage so he goes and takes some of it and fucking shit you not it's like three days later he's driving around and sees like another fucking bit of a fucking broken drum set so he goes and takes that and fucking frankensteins them together with fucking milk crates and fucking (laughs) goes and takes fucking one of his mom's fucking pots is fucking using it for a symbol and fucking actually end up being better in like half of the fucking sets that he's used at punk gigs that is amazing total diy and he's fucking he loved going to the states and fucking loves canada total fucking total canadian there all right man well i'll catch you on saturday and uh i don't know how to close the show uh Cheers. Cheers.